All right, and welcome back to Anime Savants, everyone. This is episode 56, and if you have not already, make sure you are following us on social media, Kuro. Oh, whoa. <laughs> oh, God. No, it's fucking ingrained. Make sure you're following us on social media, Anime underscore Savants on Twitter, and then just regular Anime Savants on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram, and also on YouTube. So, oh, fuck, and... Uh, this week, I am uh, Aqua. I am a cool anime mentor with white hair. Oh, boy. There's well, a lot of them. Yeah. Oh, wow. There, uh, there are. Okay. I don't know. Whose um, fault, fault was it? Who started that? I don't know, but that's ironic because I'm like watching um, uh, the Saints um, magic power is omnipotent. Uh-huh. Like I'm catching back up on it. On where, and like there's a, like a white mentor. Not a white. Well, they're all white. White hair. Though. Yeah. A white-haired mentor in that one too, so I'm like, oh, yep, that is dead on. Yeah, there've been a lot of like really good ones over the, or at least well known in the last like twelve years, but I don't know whose fault it yeah. is. It's not. It had to start before Kakashi, but I don't know exactly how far. Oh yeah, it it had to be before yeah. him. Like, no, there's nothing. Okay, no, I'm not gonna go through my entire memory because uh, I do know Fumina. No, their daddy. No, their daddy was blonde. Yeah. Never mind. I don't know. It's anyways. <laughs> it's um, in something that's fucking unprecedented, Super Robot Wars is coming to America. Wait, what? For the it first wasn't before. Time. Um. Oh wait, no. Okay, I'm wrong. It's the fir- for the first time in uh, several years. Oh, okay, okay. It's coming to America. The last Super Robot Wars game to officially release in America, from what I remember, um, was a G generation, not G generation, um. Super Robot Wars. Um, it was on Game Boy Advance. Fuck. It's the it's the original series where it's not like Gundam and stuff in it. It's like all um, not anime original, but series original robots. And honestly, it's one of the best ones. What is it called? That here, yeah, Super Robot Wars OG. OG. That's so cool. like uh, original generation. That's really cool. And so. Yeah, I mean, if you want to see some cool fucking shit, just go to YouTube and type in um, Super Robot Wars OG The Moon Dwellers, um, uh, like, Ultimate Attacks, and you can watch all of their Ultimate Attacks. Like, when I tell you all of the robots are, like, original, they're all fucking original. Like, they have their whole, there's this huge fucking plot line that's been going for over, like, 20 years, I think, at this point. But Super Robot Wars 30 is coming to Steam. The same day that it launches in Japan. So that'll be October 28th. So I kind of wanted it on the Switch so that I could just like, you know, play it in bed and shit like that. But yeah, you know, I, I'll, I'm going to get it on Steam because uh, if they see support for it on Steam, then they're more willing to like, you know, give us the actual American version like regularly. So that was my first thing. Um, Konosuba is getting another season. Duh. And there's a first-person Gundam game in the works that's supposed to release in 2022 Ooh. Um, called Gundam Evolution. Yeah, from what I saw uh, of it, it looked like um, an Unreal Engine version of the arcade game that they've been running for a while. But for, like, yeah, console, which Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I thought that looked good. Most so I was good. always interested in trying it out. What else is there after that? I have no idea. Oh, um, JoJolian is coming to an end in August. I feel like you would have Yeah, more. rather abruptly also. 
Okay, that that's the question that I wanted to know. Is this like was this foreseeable or is it just like they're about to speed through to the end? Uh, or he's about to speed so through. So I'm the end? not fully caught up, but last the last oh, okay. but the last uh chapter that came out again, some wild shit happened. Well, the chapters by the way are long. I mean if anyone's ever read JoJo you're getting like you know sixty page, some some forty page chapters sometimes. So mm. it's, I think it's possible for it to end, but like it's still one more month, very abrupt, very abrupt. Yeah, it's a monthly series, right? Yes, and it's been running for okay, a while. Yeah. It's been running for many, many years, like since two thousand eleven. Yeah, longer than most, and I think there were some gaps in there as well. I think it's really, mm-hmm. yeah, so. I don't know. It's um. It's good, but you you need to follow it from the beginning. If you try to hop in in the middle, you won't know what the hell is going on. Oof, I can only imagine. Ugh. Well, I, I mean, yeah, we'll see. Stone Ocean is coming, so we'll we'll see what happens Eventually. with that. Did you Maybe see, did you see the um, fake Stone Ocean trailer that that trolled people this week? No, I didn't. Some some oh, some person did it actually look good? So some person made an account on YouTube that looked like Netflix's main account and then created a trailer, oh. like a, a teaser, not even like, oh, here's footage. They do the thing, you know, like, oh, he, like take a panel from the manga and like decolorize it and do some editing. It 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 trolled a lot of people. <laughs> wow. A lot of people. Is net is Netflix bankrolling Stone Ocean? I don't think so. Not that I know. Maybe. Okay. Or Good. maybe maybe um for distribution, but I don't think I've heard anything that they really have much to do with it. Okay. So. Um what else is there? Oh, Walter Koi, Love is Hard for an Otaku ended, but it's getting a spin-off. So that's just fucking good news for me because that means there's another iteration of the of the anime that could possibly come out. Or they could just completely finish the entire storyline because that first season was fucking phenomenal. Um the Tokyo Revengers live action film opens at number one in the Japanese box office. Well, so I kinda really want to see this shit now. It I like, weirdly I haven't seen a trailer, but I'm if I remember, like when they did the live action for Crows, how popular mm-hmm. it was. It's a very similar kind of story. I could see this one going huge because it probably works better as a live action than even an anime. <laughs> yes, so- that's what I'm thinking. Like it can be so realistic. Well, it is realistic. Like the sci-fi elements aren't like insane or fantasy. Yeah. So it's interesting. I, I I'll take a look at that trailer. Uh, I may never watch it because you know why watch the same story three times. But if you combine it with yeah. the fact that the anime is also running, because you know what happens, right? The if the the manga's not done, it's it's ending, but it's not done. The anime is obviously in the mid season, and then it gets a movie. It's just like a dub on top of a dub on top of a dub. So they're gonna do quite well. I, I everything will do well. Everything will help the other thing. So it's good. Okay. Um, what else is there? Oh yeah, there's gonna be a whole bunch of delays, and I mean, y'all probably don't care about this, but I care about this. Um, they announced a new Pretty Cure movie, and they're bringing back the Heart Catch Pretty Cure, and I feel like that would be important for people who know of Umakoshi and his like design style, 
Like, he designed the girls for that series, and it's, like, extremely obvious. And it's one of the best um, Sakuga seasons of Pretty Cure. Like, hands down. So, if they're coming back with this movie, I'm pretty sure there's going to be some good fucking scenes like in that movie that's going that they're going to be distributed because every time that they appear in like one of the the comeback or the compilation movies they're always the ones that are like handing niggas their asses so that is exciting for me because that just means i get some more magical girl sakuga and yeah that's about it i mean i don't want to say this really sad one but i'm pretty sure everyone has seen that one already and yeah this, was there anything that stood out to you this week? Um, not not really. This, this week was kind of anti me. Yeah. Well, I wish I had, I wish I had more to add. <laughs> Just. No, I mean that may not work with that. I mean, it's nice to have a slow news week, at least for you. Right. right. <laughs> uh, um. Uh. Because I know leading up to this shit, it was just nonstop stuff. So I guess. We can go on to talk about... Let's just knock Tokyo Revengers out the way. This nigga is stupid. <laughs> this nigga is dumb. This nigga is an idiot. Damn. I just... Oh my God. <laughs> How you gonna walk into their... Fu- okay, so I understand, but simultaneously it's like, nigga, you could have done something. When Homeboy showed up and revealed that he broke his lackey's legs, I was like, nah, this this is this is insanity. Like, this is this nigga is a nutcase. They're all psychopaths. Yeah, like just a fucking nutcase. I I do not see this getting better <laughs> for him in this situation. Like, I legit was just like, man. How could you not walk in there and expect nothing to happen to you? I don't know. It was just, pie, um, not Pachin, what's we call it? Baji beating the shit out of his second in command. Yeah, I thought that to was where he's like, ridiculous. <laughs> just, yeah. Just, like, just repeatedly I was, punching him in the face. Just, I was like, are they, is this supposed to be a death initiation? Or like, what's going on? Just the whole thing. And then... It, Takemichi realizing after it's way too late, it's like nigga, they they declared war on your on you niggas like already you know this, but now you shocked that you walked into the den of the lion, and you're like oh no, and when they announce that he's the new initiate, it's like yeah they probably are gonna fuck you up because you're the new initiate. Yeah, one thing that's worth noting, I think, as we set up for the i would say the the big confrontation at the end of this season is how if you compare sort of the scope of danger from prior uh arcs prior sort of enemies you kind of see that like things are ramping up as far as like this the the size of the opposition, the brutality of the people involved. Also, a lot of those Valhalla niggas look like they're like late teens, early twenties. Yeah, that's, what, that's the whole thing. <laughs> they're getting older and older, um, and more dangerous. So I, I think like Baji's character was always a little not not like weird, but like the lack of remorse. I think is what's like stepped up. This is different than like oh I'm gonna beat your ass because whatever or like the psycho. Uh, kids who are in the other fight who are like trying to murder a fifteen-year-old because reasons. 
Like that was the, yeah. that felt like oh this is a this is like an outlier. There's a few people involved. Now you get to the point where like everyone is insane. Like no one is normal anymore. Yeah, but I thought I wanted to think that Baji is doing like some undercover kind of thing where he can't tell Mikey about it because he's such a good friend to Mikey and all this kind of shit like that. I'm just I thought that, but as the episode got further and further along, I kind of was just like, oh no, this nigga is really on homeboy side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he he feels the way, and I already knew that that at the end when they like glimpsed him at the end of last episode, I was like, oh, that's the nigga that's in the picture. It's got to be. But for him to show up in this episode, I also think that he's the leader of Valhalla, and uh, Hanma is the acting leader. <laughs> but like, no, I was like, no, the nigga. Hanma keeps asking him about shit, and I'm just like, why you keep talking to this nigga like this? Like, okay, he's the actual leader. Just, I, I, I feel like I just bitch at Takemichi every week at this point, but he is getting better. It's just that he keeps getting himself in crazier and crazier situations, and I don't think a stab through your hand is going to be the worst of it this time. No. And again, like, the scale of the problem is bigger than ever. So it's like, alright, five guys versus five guys. Then 20 guys versus 20 guys. And hundreds going after each other. And it's like, alright, half these people want to kill each other. The other half are, like, actual insane people. I, the, the one part I, I do want to point out, again, for people who are, are familiar with... Or not familiar with the storyline. On multiple occasions, they have alluded in, like, the last, like, 15 episodes that the, the shit gets real when the adults get involved. So, like, mm-hmm. it, it, there's no way that you can have these groups running around doing what they're doing without uh, cooperation from these real criminal gangs. Which, by the way, we already know that to- that uh, Toman is basically going to become one of those in the near future. You know, that's kind of what Takamichi is working against in his in the past is like stopping that from happening. And that you know, they'd have any problem murdering people or whatever like horrible shit so it just it's only gonna get worse that's all i'm gonna say it just gets worse and worse i'm tuned the fuck in but the flashbacks were nice good. i thought that, that was good yeah they were nice the, the the little stuff at the end of the episode yeah they were cute it's gonna go to shit yep. real soon we gonna see we gonna see why that nigga went to juvie and i'm pretty sure it has to do with mikey yeah nobody's happy i also thought that it was weird that mikey basically doesn't even acknowledge that that nigga existed yeah that's the fucked up part i'm like nah yeah, Mikey definitely did that nigga dirty, and uh, Mikey thinks that that nigga did him dirty in some form of fashion. So I'm just like, something's off. Well, they're all kind of crazy. Off. Every one of them is with a maybe like a couple of exceptions. It's funny because like Takamichi's friends who are all like you know honorary you know uh, appendages to this gang are still active. They, you know they you know they run around like oh this is my friend, this is my homie, but they're like the normal people. Or if you compare any one of them like minus Takamichi because he's on this sci-fi time travel shit like the the most grounded member of toman is an actual psychopath like mikey is an oh. is an actual crazy person <laughs> like in, in real life like that person would be crazy so anyway it's a funny show <laughs> funny show um uh, oh so realist hero Actually, I was a little bit disappointed at the beginning of the episode because I thought we were going to see um, them compete with other people. I thought so, too. 
I, I'm with you on that one. I was like, oh, there's only five people, and I I want to complain about it, but the only thing I will uh, that that it, it took me a couple minutes, but I kind of got over it. And the reason why I, I did was I asked myself, like, do we need to pad this show out? Is this a is is this a is this do I need more? Or if they just get to the point um, mm-hmm. and move, am I more happy that they would have done that? And I think like I'm kind of happy they just got shit moving. Like, all right, here these are people yeah. you need to worry about. Like. Did you catch the Easter egg? No. What did I what did I miss? Um uh the song that the idol sang. Oh, I was gonna mention the opening to it's the opening to Slayer's next. Oh, that's crazy. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, I literally like that's wild. Right, and she was Yeah, so I like as I was watching it, I didn't catch it. But then uh while I was editing the video for it, I heard it and I was like, This isn't an original song. I haven't I've watched heard that this. In forever. And then I know, and then when she said the reason for life to dark, yeah, I was like, I know that. I was like, I know that. So I typed that shit. I anime song a reason for life to dark, and they were like, Slayer's next. Hilarious. So yeah, I I after that, that, I was like, it's since like the VHS days. Yeah, I remember watching it on what is it, the Oriental Channel (laughs) on cable. That would never exist today. But yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> but yeah, no. I remember that shit. I was like, I know this song so much. And I'm like, yes, nigga, you used to tap to the tap to the Oriental That's channel so and be like, funny. Slayers is on. Slayers so is on. So like my history with Slayers was that uh the I, I only could really watch anime that was on at Blockbuster when I was really young. And so like the mm. original Slayers was they had like two tapes and then they had one tape from Slayers next. And so I remember like watching Slayers and thinking, oh, this is fucking awesome and funny. And then I'm like, all right, so you get through the first two. T- I think it was like, you know, each tape would have like two episodes on it, which is how crazy is they would get you for these like Whoa. These VHS. So if there were three episodes on a VHS tape, you were like balling out of control. But they would like put two of them on there. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to get get to see episode five. And then I would rent the other one and be like, oh, wait, it's only the first two episodes of the sequel. So like I, I didn't actually see Slayers proper. Until maybe like the early two thousands when like torrenting, well not before torrent, like oh, like Napster okay. and like LimeWire and shit. So I saw it like probably when it was airing on um, cable, but I just didn't have cable. Like two thousand to two thousand three is when I caught up on it. So I don't even remember a lot of like the music because the versions that I was watching um, were so low quality. You know, like real video files and all that other bullshit. Oh God, that it was like. Well, it wasn't mumbled, but it was just shitty. It was just shit. And, you know, you just kind of didn't want to get to the episode if it's not going to look good. So, like, I don't, I didn't even catch that at all. That is hilarious. This, by the way, the uh, this was, like, the week for, like, live performance idol stuff. I guess we'll get to that also when we... Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, and I got something to say about that, too. Oh, shit. Um, so, yeah, I, I, th- I thought that, that that part, I was going to bring it up and, like, oh, you got, you got some uh, vocals now. Because it was acapella. Oh yeah, right? you know I love I love an idol insert song. Like, <laughs> I, I I I go I go to Gush for that shit. But when she did that, I was like, wait a second, she actually has a voice. Like, hold on. But the rest of the episode, I also enjoyed. And yeah, I agree with you. I do not mind if they just skip it and get to the shits. Like they can do flashbacks and expound upon other stuff later. Yeah. <laughs> and and they also were like, you know what? We're also gonna save time and just tell you, you know, what's gonna go down with these characters in the future. So that, that- well, 
I already, I as I was watching it, and he, as soon as he said, "Oh, you can be the librarian," I was like, "Nah, that nigga gonna be the prime minister." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Ain't no way." I thought it'd be like a course, spy. I thought he's gonna be like you know the their intelligence director or something. But sounds like that's basically what yeah. he's gonna be anyway. Um, as a prime minister, but yeah, like all the hints that I've seen of him so far, and then when they like explained his thing, I was like. Why would you make him the librarian? He needs to be the prime. He needs to be the second, like in charge. And then they were like, he becomes the right hand man. Blah 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 blah. And I was like, okay, well, <laughs> we already knocked that out. So cool. Yeah. Um. And I, at each level, like when he was explaining like um, forest management, and I actually I went to school um in grad school with a guy who was in the forestry uh division, and I remember sitting through some of his presentations about like forest management. And I'm like. Oh, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you're right. You are supposed to prune back, like, old growth to promote, like, all sorts of stuff. I'm like, this is this is factually correct, number one. And then... First of all, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that stuff like that existed. But as he was explaining it, I was like, this makes so much sense. Yes, you should do that. Yeah, no, he you was right. You should do that. Like, that was, that's, like, basic, like, forest management is, is what he was describing. And the fact that in this show, they treat, like good public policy the same way another show might treat like supreme magical power or like whatever Mm -hmm. which is just it just cracks me up in like a very pleasant kind of way um you know i know it was a whole thing i i i I dug it it was very like i think i've said this before is that the one thing i can't stand is when uh a show wastes my time you know by for example like spending a lot of time setting something up and then not paying it off or dragging something out because you're just trying to like pad a runtime, or teasing me with a, a an impossible situation that I don't like. When a show kind of gets to the point, like if you really break this whole episode down, they didn't go anywhere. We basically spent two thirds of the episodes on character introductions and a little bit of like very minor backstory, and then they have like the opening scene. Uh, which is like the romance scene. Like I'm full. I I guess I do like. The- was she? By the way, was, was uh uh the princess implying that she was gonna get herself knocked up to keep him in the other world? Yes, that's what that's I got what out I of assumed. that. <laughs> that's what I assumed because she didn't finish that sentence. No. But I was like, she's think she, she's thinking about getting pregnant. I can already tell. And, and there was like, a there was a shot too that reminded me of the first episode of Mahoka where they just she's talking, but it's a it's a still <gasps> shot of her of her upper torso. Which wasn't like sexy, but I'm like, why is the camera just here? <laughs> why? For Mahoka, speaking of that, so I went, I did not watch the first episode Thank of God. That, but I watched the opening and I literally just groaned <laughs> every time Tatsuya appeared in the opening because I was like, this isn't supposed to be about him. It's supposed to be about her. If he's not Why even in the here? description. If you look at any description of the show, uh, it doesn't even mention his name. It's like, oh, it's about all the other girls, you know, who were there. Blah, blah, the blah. final scene of the opening is them reaching their arms out for each other and grasping hands and coming close enough and almost kissing. Yeah. Okay. Like, what? What else are we supposed to do with that information? <laughs> what else are we supposed to do? God. I hate this series so much. It's I like but, fan okay. service. I'm not against <laughs> fan service. Like that's not my problem. It's just that it's so soulless. It's incest it, it, fan service. Well, yeah, I have a problem with that, but but yes. but it's also <laughs> that it's completely soulless. It's like I watch it, I start to die inside. 
So, I don't know. It's just all sad. But this was not sad. I just noticed that it was the same shot that they would have used, but it didn't last that long. And I'm not like, I, how do, what's the right way to say this? Because it'll come out weird, but I'm not attracted to this character at all. I'm just invested in the relationship that she has. So I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like, all right, like th- this is good, some good development to motivate the scene later in this in the show or the episode where like he's talking to the idol girl and she's getting pissed off in the back. Because I guess if you didn't have a scene where she kind of expresses that she's kind of into him, then her getting jealous just turns into a sundere, which is not her character. I didn't think that they were doing like full tsundere with her. I just thought like it was, I actually didn't see, it seemed like she was annoyed a little bit, but it didn't seem like she was going to get like full on pissed because I feel like she's a mature enough character to recognize that she hasn't adequately yeah. expressed her feelings to him yet. And he also so just she really said, has like, no place. Like I'm, I'm chill out. Like I, I know what's going on here. So <laughs> like, relax. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, that was cool. I think like I don't I you know, it's it's funny because for a show that is as kind of simple and, and straightforward as it is, I actually don't know what um the where the direction they're going with that like wolf girl. I don't I I, I, I think I don't know. If it's something stupid, I'm gonna be annoyed. I agree. But if it's something that leads into the next arc, I'll be excited. I actually was really happy that he fucked with Poncho heavily. Yeah. Because I was like, yeah, I was like, food is going to be huge. And I feel like the his knowledge of food and ingredients and all that kind of shit like that. I was like, the, the knowledge of the ingredients and shit like that and the animals and all kind of things like that, that's going to be valuable. Not just like the food and shit or like, you know, what does this country eat? Oh, this is a country that primarily like eats seafood, but, you know, they're fucking up or like, you know, this the, they're not really catching that much stuff. So we can actually focus on, you know, exporting things to them and import like, yeah, he's extremely important. So I was excited about that. So if they're going to do that with him, I don't think they're going to have her s- stuff be something, you know, like minuscule or stupid. I feel like the animals probably told her some fucked up shit. Yeah, I, I, I actually I totally agree. And I like the fact that at least one of the potential advisors could be two if you whatever this girl's ability leads to story wise is something that you they can be creative with. You know, like it's it's yeah. not like I'm the best fighter. I'm the smartest player in the. I'm the smartest guy in the country. I'm the you know I don't know. I have the most money. I have the most business sense. They chose things that were like okay, very traditional, and then some characters that do some interesting new stuff. And maybe I mean not maybe it's a certainty that it will be used in a more creative way, both like the exactly the, talk to the animals whatever. So I you know it's all good. Then I'm you, interested to see how it's going to be used. Right. Yeah. Um. I, I did crack up a little bit when he pulled out his phone and then put like fucking AirPods in her ear. And I'm just like, only this show, <laughs> only this one, would they be doing some wild shit like that? It's like, oh yeah, I'll give you a little idol performance now. They've never seen this shit before. Yeah, and it was acapella too. It was. So I was like, go ahead. Not like the other one that we got. Uh, Oh boy. So I just realized that it's Aoyuki is one of those girls because of this scene. Oh, for real? Yeah, well, Aoyuki is one of those girls. That should, be, that should make you excited, then, I would assume. 
I mean, I was excited when I found out that it was Aoyuki, but then this show is this show. So I immediately knew. I was like, this is for a comedic purpose. This shit's going to get fucked very soon. There was too much peace. It was, a, it was, was an episode. Too much peace. There was, there was too much peace. And uh, he hadn't acted like an asshole in the minute. So the moment that he started saying like wild shit again, I was <laughs> like, so yeah, Here so we we're go. so we're going. I guess we can move over to a uh, hundred million lies, uh, or a million yeah. lies rather. Um, so I thought this episode was the kind of thing that I usually enjoy about the series, which is it's it's sort of downtime, but it's a lot of um, setting, developing the setting of like whatever the challenge, and especially is. the new mercenaries, right? Yeah, and the the there are a couple things that I can all I can appreciate about where this series is still after two seasons which is that the the characters have like i don't know what you want to call it it's not it's not like all positive chemistry it's like this mix of like positive and negative chemistry at all times like whether it's the main cast or like the other world characters that they run into there's always this sort of like tension at all times where like people get along with each other but they don't like really like like each other that much and so the result of that is you get these, int- you can like veer from very serious kind of like asshole shit to straight up comedy and it doesn't really feel all that forced. So like in this episode, like you, you get everything you have them like, you know, the, all the, the training stuff that was happening, which would, I guess, otherwise be kind of boring. But the whole point of it happening was to like, uh, get you to understand the other mercenaries and what their relationship is either they don't really have one with each other but but you know when that guy said i'm forgetting when he's like oh you you guys are lucky you found like the five people who are basically willing to to commit suicide coming out here and it wasn't the protagonist group that kind of rallies the people it's it's the other characters which again is a a, you know a, a more typical show they would make all the action revolve around what the main cast is up to but here like they're just assisting you know they may have their own plan they're good yeah but they're just sort of assistants so i thought that was pretty interesting and then like the the comedy banter like in the middle to middle to end well i guess it was in the middle that led up to the idol performance with the two girls talking about like he's like how old he like first of all that whole scene where she's like grabbing her boobs and he's just like hey, i'm not really into this and then she's like ah oh, we're too old to get married i'm like okay they, <laughs> here's the comedy and then it goes it transitions to an idol concert complete with like uh, a go- full concert a full concert it had the music it had two singers it had the guys in traditional dress doing like air taiko drumming with like yes with, like glow sticks in the middle of the day and they didn't they didn't they did like two and a half minutes so it was a whole whole song it's crazy and uh, he hated it yeah I he was that he hated not only did he hate it then the rest of the cast like slowly is like picks up what's going and they're all like what the fuck is this <laughs> how does it how does it exist in this fucking world yeah. first of all i was expecting like a ooh, like some kind of song like that but at, when they started the idol shit i was like oh my god and then it immediately hit i was like that's aoyuki's voice holy <laughs> shit i can't believe i just recognized it right now because she's singing so i was like ugh and i just got through listening to her like nonstop on spider for the past like two seasons so oh just so I, I it's slow or i thought this episode was slow but also 
I feel like the orcs are gonna fucking ravage them. Oh my god, they one shot at everybody. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I don't think like he's coming up with that shit. I think this is gonna be another situation where, and you brought it up last week, and I, as I was watching it the, ep- the episode this week, I was like, James was so fucking right. I was like. Those other party members, they're going to get eaten. Yeah. And they're going to be useless. <laughs> and he's going to have to fucking solve this shit by himself again. And he also got, like, like oh, a- another whack class. But he's figuring out yeah, ways which, to make it work. As soon as he it landed on that, I was like, he about to make weapons. Yeah. That's going to, like, be the shit. It, it makes sense almost to the point where it's, like, the... um. The host of the game is like doing it on purpose because he's like, I'm actually helping you yeah. get through this, but you don't realize it. But okay, whatever. You stay mad. Stay mad. He was so fucking annoyed. <laughs> he was so annoyed. I mean, I would be too because, but then also it's just like, you would think that, I think it's better that he's getting like these odd jobs because then he might be similar to EU where he's like, oh, well, I finally got a job where I can go hand-to-hand all day, every day. So he's going to do the exact same thing that he does in the video game, right. which he's just going to charge head to fuck head first in, as opposed to having to think about things because he does not have that physical advantage outright. Yeah, so, the, the, the one thing I will say that it was good in the scene after he sort of learned how to be a basic-ass blacksmith is that his concept wasn't, how do I make myself stronger? His concept going in is, oh, everyone else. I need to buff everybody else, which is again a change of attitude. It doesn't sound like a total uh, departure from his character because we saw later on in the conversation um, in that shed or whatever that like he still has a very utilitarian view of other people. He just sort of expanded it a bit to include his the 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 party members that he's closest to. You know, so he's opened up a little bit, but like the idea that he understands, okay, I got to start thinking about like what would be most effective for assisting other people in the group is a continuation of his growth that we've seen from the first season. So again, very consistent that you could argue that the tone of the show sometimes feels all over the place, but I generally feel like because it slows down to have like character moments and other things like that. It's kind of the opposite of what I said about Realist Hero, where I actually like the fact that we're getting this kind of, not throwaway, but like this kind of like a very, very focused, non-plot progressing episodes. Because you know when you get to those later on, it'll all be the culmination of the things that were discussed or introduced in these types of episodes. Yes. Except yes. for the singing. I don't think the idol singing will have anything to do with it, but I could be wrong. I don't think the idol singing is coming back. I think this is just a gag. Again, <laughs> which also those two girls being, what, 25 and 27? Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, damn, y'all y'all virgins for real, for real. I mean, like, goddamn. I'm, you know, that's the one. Th- we'll have a, maybe have another conversation about that. Like, I, maybe I'm heartless. and Maybe that's the problem. But, like, I'm almost over like incel subplots in general i'm just like almost over it because i just can't relate i'm not saying i'm like omega chad out here but like come on can we like role role model some like more uh i don't know like aspirational uh, like characters here like you ever notice like an anime it's either you're a complete lothario or you're a simp it's no- yeah. there's nothing in between that. Like people don't have like healthy sex lives at all. It's just like, oh man, I'm such a loser. 
I'm like 28 years old. I haven't I haven't had sex. I haven't had a girlfriend. I haven't even held anybody's hand. And then the whole, all or nothing. Exactly. Exactly. Like I would actually. You know the funny thing is like I am not gonna. I don't want to pick on the show again. But let's just take something. <laughs> take something like Mahoka. I would. I would be more tolerant of a lot of the shit that that show tries to get away with if they just made it clear that the that uh, was it Tatsuya is that his name or whatever. whatever. Yeah, top. Tatsuya. Yeah, like if he if they just made it clear he was just fucking other chicks and like he just thought of his sister as a weirdo, she could do whatever she wants. They could like have all the fan service. All of, uh, people could it could just be his weird little like borderline incest harem. But if he's just like has a healthy sex life with people who are not his family, I'd actually be more comfortable because at least a range of behavior would encompass something that is normal and like healthy. The problem is that it's never this never happens. Nope. So no. Yeah. But those girls are were very funny when they were crying on the ground. Like I'm, I might as well have a barren womb at 25. Like Jesus <laughs> Christ, what the fuck? Which also, I feel like this character is probably definitely going to die. But the homeboy that they recognized had come back to the island. Oh yeah. I actually I like that simply because everyone else was bitching out and he said and like. He came back, but also he's definitely going to die because of that. Like, I know that he's just a plot device because he may have a big sword, but that ain't... Nah, bro. That's the kind of character you kill in order to, you know, make things seem like it's about to get real. He's going to die in front of Tatsuya's face or some shit Yeah, yeah. And that, I'm fine. Great. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's not heartless. Like, it's just good for a story. Not get him out of here because he's not annoying. He's just a character, so... Yeah, Use he's him. just a character. Yeah. Oh, he's gonna. Oh, yeah. He he gonna get used. Yeah, you're right about that. Maybe one of the maids gonna die too. Shit. So with that said, we have Vanitas, episode three. Oh yeah. Okay. So this show just really loves the like the shot. Like I feel like it does a lot with its camera. It does. Like a lot and. I just love, it's not even just the silhouette poses, it's the close-ups, it's the different angles of the close-ups. Like, the show does allow it angles, that's what I want to say. And I fucking love it, because it helps with the, like, excessive talking. Yeah, there's a lot of exposition in this Yeah, there's so much. Yeah, but I noticed that I wasn't just like, shut the fuck up and just do something. I was like, ooh, oh, up, okay. Like, like that one part where he, that whole scene where he was like damn near molesting Gene. I thought that was I, the best part of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and not because he's, not because he's, it's because it's the, it's the one, the one thing that really stands out to me that I like about this show aside from like production and other things is that I still don't have a handle on who the Vanitas character actually is. Yes. Oh, I my thoughts at the end of the episode is okay cool what is he lying about because he's lying about something right is he definitely lying is he threatening is he a joker is he more of like a batman type detective is he you know a selfish asshole or is he playing that like when he was talking to gene up until the part where like the background changed and he starts like confessing his undying love for her and you know, wants to marry her and all this other shit. Like, up until that point, I was genuinely hoping that, like, 
so well, let me back up. So you remember the setup for that whole scene, right? So uh, Noe gets Lucas. He get they do the flashback to where they're planning when they're in hiding. Like, okay, grab the kid, get him close enough so you can see what I'm what's what's happening. I'm threatening this woman, but not close enough where y'all can hear what I'm actually saying. So the moment that yes. that was the statement, I'm like, oh, this is very interesting. Is he going to like? Put on an act that, on one hand, from their point of view, looks like he's behaving in one way. And then up close when you hear his dialogue and you actually see, like, the interaction, uh, you know, that only he and Gene know about. Uh, is it going to be something, like, completely different? So now it's, like, him fooling both groups of people as to what his intentions are or what deal he's going to make. And I was, like, all the way in with him, like, revealing a little bit that he's not this jovial and selfish jerk but actually he's a much darker threatening aggressive character uh all up until he like then started doing what i figured just straight up comedy and like coming on her and everything else i just didn't know if he was being a degenerate on purpose or if he he was being a degenerate just to fuck with her and i kind of think it's both it's probably both it didn't it didn't quite come off the way I would have wanted it to, and I'm reminded of shows like, um, well, not there's a lot of shows that are like this, but you know, uh, some of those like shown in from like the '90s, where you where the the characters were a little older back then, like basically from like Naruto on, there was this real big focus on like y- like shown in for young people, so the characters were always like between 12 and 17 years old, and so that meant that like what is degenerate for a character like that is sort of it's a it's like a little bit innocent it's a little bit sort of like played for co- like a, a different sort of juvenile comedy whereas like prior to them, like yeah. the 90s there were a lot of like shonen protagonists who were adults and what they would do is the character would sort of be this pervy asshole but then there's a stoic under that that's the act the act is that i'm i'm this like goofy pervy asshole but actually, in real, in actual fact, that's just to distance myself from people. I'm this like stoic badass, and it only comes out when like the fight is on, and then that's sort of the comedy that they use. That hasn't really been a trope as much in like the last fifteen, twenty years, or like you know, maybe the last ten or fifteen years. And so I was wondering if we were going to get a return to like that kind of more adult version of a protagonist, and the answer is kinda. Um, so I am with you. I don't know what that meant. And that's kind of, um, it annoyed me a little bit, but I'm like, eh, it was still funny. Like it was, I definitely got a good chuckle at the end of that scene. Yeah. Luca also. Yeah. Luca was good. Luca going super saiyan. I was like, okay, now this, this is, this I can get behind. And also the gene showing up and wanting to attack them but also from now on being disabled yes um whenever Vanitas is going to be in front of her because she she actually like i'm not gonna say she yeah she's kind of into it he's probably the first person that ever like gave her like sexual advancements that aggressively uh yeah or it was it wasn't his advancement he was like you are the most beautiful thing i've ever seen in my life i'm going to dedicate myself to you like you know be my bride i was like oh shit um yeah i think i i like that i also really thought that it was the um uh the the parade charlatan's parade of the parade of charlatan that shit was creepy as fuck i like that as well 
Oh man, it was creepy. It was creepy. I I already thought that it was creepy just in the alleyway, but when that when he dove into Homegirl's blood memories, which was a cool it, visualization of him like liter- literally, well actually it was metaphysically diving into that the blood pool and going yeah. I thought when he was going to come out that he would have like drained her and they were just like, "Holy shit, what the fuck did you see?" But it was fine. He was still I, freaking out. I thought when he was going to come out that whatever the fuck that happened to him when she bit him was going to activate oh yeah because she did bite him in the first episode that is i do correct. remember that yeah i remember that while well. she was cursed so i feel like something is going to something has to come from that like i don't know i just i just think so also from gene too because gene got bit by the werewolf guy correct but it wow, may not but um, it may not mean what we think it means like it's very clear now from the beginning yeah. of this episode that in order to get the a name curse like you have to witness that like parade thing like it's not just yeah. if somebody bites you now you're fucked well when he bit homegirl's head in the thingamabob i i i screamed yeah, that was wild I, was like, I i knew that when they had like the the head upside down they were gonna go for like some like vor sort of yeah, you know animation yeah. and the mouth keeps stretching i'm like you may have screamed. I was like, okay, this is good. You should be doing something like this. So maybe that I was like <laughs> detaching myself from the horror of it and being like, this is a very good visual to use. Um, yeah, so I, I, I appreciated a lot about that. I think the introduction of like the the broader world, the Marquis de Sade has now made an appearance as a vampire and the girl, mm-hmm. you know, what was her name? The Noe's friend slash fiance in I her own mind. I forgot. I love that's another thing. I well, once again, like I love what this show does with the angles, especially the angle when she like came in and it seemed like the camera was like down on the ground mm-hmm. looking up at her. I love that part, and then the comedic aspect the that robot. immediately accompanies it. The little robot blowing roses along. Around, I'm like, oh my god! And then, the, and then what did I say? Is like those are real, real roses. Like, yes, those are real roses. It's like you, it's like you it's, dumb bitch. What is this? <laughs> But then they immediately swivel right back into tension when she's just like, "Who the fuck are you, and why are you following my fiance?" Right, and that they, you know, they. This is the, I mean, this is the thing from that that has stuck with me that I am still not a big fan of the first episode as far as what this show clearly has to offer after three episodes. I feel like we got a lot of world building in this third episode that made everything more interesting instantly. Made everything more interesting, like the altar version of Paris that they go to. Yes, this like now yeah, I'm looking forward to that. A more colorful cast of characters now that are, are arranging themselves around the main group. The fact that like Viantis drops that he's been there before. The tension with him being a human. Um, his powers now that we we like in the in the first episode, what we basically saw was theoretically he flew because that's how he was able to get onto the um the the airship so he can fly somehow um he has some kind of combat or fighting ability because you saw him kind of go 1v1 with no way a little bit and then you know whatever but by the time that episode is done the only thing i've really i got out of it was sort of like the general premise of the plot whereas i feel i felt at the time that like the setting that they were going for was still still felt very empty and not like uh I don't want to say it wasn't like dead. I just I just couldn't figure out where they were going. Now that we're on like this third episode and we see this other wilder, probably crazier, dark version of Paris, I would have appreciated more of that in the first episode to really make the setting work 
because the characters are have like have somewhat grown on me but like having seen that shot of like alter paris with like the the bats flying and everything else and like this duality of like light and you know the the human side and the vampire side like that's so much more why didn't we start with like that instead of just the storybook stuff I, I think that probably would have been better but i'm nitpicking because i do enjoy the show yeah I'm excited to see how they do it. I I thought the show was going to be like a worldwide travel kind of thing, mm-hmm. but I guess it's going to be centered in Paris, yeah. or maybe for now. We'll see. It seems fine. I don't. Is this a one core or a two core? Do you recall? It's a two core. Yeah. So if it's a two core, I think that they can wring a lot of like really interesting story out of this. And remember, the animation is always going to be good. Um, one thing the show I still feel is missing is a very clear antagonist. Like we have this now. Uh, the parade of of charlatans, but there's no like, and we and I guess the, the what the the they call charlatan is just like that that ghost thing, so it's like mysterious. But like other than that, since you kind of don't know what are the stakes, like if they corrupt all the vampires, then what? You know, what's the is it world destruction? Does it just mean the humans kill them? Or, like there's not it's not clear to me what the what the central like problem that they're trying to solve is just kind of a mystery at this point and don't get me wrong i like a mystery but at some level i need a little bit more because if i look at some of the classics absolute classics we have our we have our protagonists they're kind of cool but we really need like a villain that you can bounce off of and i don't see that yet but i'm sure we'll get it yeah they haven't even shown the guy who um is in charge of that borough group that's searching Von that's like after Vonnie Toss. Correct. So right. I'm pretty sure once he shows up, it's just gonna be a shit show. Yeah, and they've already they've they sort of tease like the Vatican side and I could see where it could go. Like don't get like I'm that's why I'm Actually in. I was thinking that. I was like, we haven't even gotten a, a hint of the church. Yeah. I could see like a th- like a three or even like a four way kind of a conflict that would be really interesting. And then you have the mystery on top of it. Um, and you know, the, all the character interactions, which are, will go very well because they're all interesting, funny, you know, uh, very charismatic characters here. I just, I'm, I'm only asking for more because I know it's going to be good. Not because I think it sucks and like, you know, they've got to fix something. I know that when we get there, it's going to be good, but like maybe reorganize things a little bit. That's it. And that's like super nitpicky. Okay. Um, were there any things that you watched that were sort of, I know you're still uh, Spider and other things. Oh, well, Spider's over. Um, uh, what else am I watching that you are not watching? Um, oh, Slime. Slime was, um, yeah, Slime was uh, another, they're, they're in the setup phase, but a lot, they revealed like a lot of shit this week that I'm like, oh my God, like what the fuck is going on? It's still very interesting. Um, uh, I definitely enjoyed, uh, what's my call it? Kobayashi again. They had another episode of just like, it wasn't as much Sakuga as the first episode, but like she literally like turned her hand into like a dragon form and like crushed this nigga's skull. Oh, fuck. Like, like they are not, they're not, they, I think they, they are leaning into just like the, I don't even like shonen or like action-esque, 
like stuff way more than they were in the first season. Because the first season we got like Sakuga shit and like action, but that was like, you know, every two episodes, every three episodes kind of ordeal. If it's going to be like this every fucking episode, then I have no problem with it. Like whatsoever. And there was also like a really weird, apparently it's like a Doraemon kind of like, um, I guess like reference where one of the, the new dragon girl with the huge, oh, Kyoani literally said, go fuck yourselves about the boobs. <laughs> like they get bigger and bigger. No, they literally said, they literally brought it up in the show. Oh, that's so Kobayashi better. was, yes, Kobayashi was talking um, because they can all like transform to the human forms. So she was like, why the fuck are her boobs so big? Like, can't she just like change that part of her? And they said they were like, that's as small as they get. That's like, hilarious. Even bigger than that. Like, da, 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 da. and I was like, oh my God, this is literally Kyoani saying, be mad because it's only going to get bigger, bitches. Like, oh, uh, I, I I loved it. It's it's honestly a really good return to form. And I like, that's them. a good idea. I, I appreciate that. I mean, I'm not one of those people who's out there, we're going to fight all the SJWs on the internet because they're stupid. No. Yeah. People can like or not. If you see some huge ass boobs for no good reason, you're like, you know what? I, you can move along. Yeah, right. I, I'm not into this. That's fine. That, it's 100% fine. I'm trying to bully a series into like not doing fan service because you're uncomfortable with it. I, that's just where I happen to draw the line. When you're not the person that's paying. Yeah, this isn't for you. Right? 100, yes. Nobody told you that you have to watch and like everything. It, and everything is not for you. Yeah. I don't go hiking because I don't like wild animals. It ain't for me. <laughs> but do I shit on people who do go hiking? I go, no. Love that for you. I'm never going. So, like, when I saw the news about... um dick fight island getting a localization <laughs> okay i'm not going to read or watch that i'm not ever it's not gonna happen other than maybe it's like a big joke but if i did i'm not gonna go on the internet and be like no don't it don't, should don't, it, this don't, should don't not exist watch it as a joke <laughs> <laughs> so like i know why that exists it's Fine. It's one of here's what I what I want for these people is that for there to be enough other content that they can enjoy that if they have to miss some seasonal thing that everyone else is raving about who doesn't give a shit that they don't feel like they're left out of being a fan of the medium or that they have to apologize for it. That's what I want. More. I want more good stuff for everybody. But you know what? Like we talked about earlier about fan service. Like there's fan service for everybody and the stuff that I don't like just pisses me off, but I'm never going to be like, make it go away. It's just going to exist. I'm just going to talk. Except for Mahoka. Well, even, but even Mahoka, make it go. It's the same, but it's the same line, right? I have a problem with it. And I, my, the question I always ask is who is this for? My, my, you know, my position is never like, okay, well destroy. It already exists. Like, what am I going to do? Like it's there. (laughs) They, there's like eight oh so they were shit. they were like just try, see that's the thing though i know ne- i wasn't there for that debate which it i don't i feel like it couldn't have been that big of a fucking debate i feel like it was just like an outcry for like that one day it was just it was just, just it was just the usual like canceling shit right it was like oh can we uh, maybe if we make okay. enough noise we can get this show canceled like uh, this is okay fine but also you know i don't i don't dip into those fan communities i just see it and just like i'll I'll allow these people to rage in their little corner yeah that's why i'm like i it 
because I usually will get like glimpses of that, even if it's through just like Twitter or Instagram or whatever, just like recommending shit to me. And I'm like, oh Lord. Like I usually can tell when like something wild happens in like Jujutsu Kaisen or like, I think I've seen like Chainsaw Man like a few times or whatever. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Well, I guess a lot of people are talking about that shit, but I'm pretty sure if I... I if I had seen the maid dragon shit, I would have been like, "Y'all are stupid." Like <laughs> this, this literally was all over the first season, and you, you're complaining. There's a woman already with bigger boobs in the season than her from the first season. It just bother. It just bothers people. I mean, you know what? That reminds I'm, me of like when. So we had like that one season where like Kajo. Do they know that Kelani has like a primarily female staff? No, they don't. They don't care. That's because that's not uh, the issue. The issue for them is not like it's not actually about doing anything for women. It's about feeling very self righteous about the things that they like yes, and they don't. Yes, self righteous. Like. That, yeah. That's that's really all it is. I remember. I don't know if you re- recall this, but like that season, there were two. There were two seasons of anime. In season one, we got Keijo, and then the next season there was that like rock climbing. Um, all girl like rock climbing um sort of yeah. sports anime and i remember like so i wasn't into either one but keijo was very funny to me as like conceptually it was funny it's very obvious what it was about i mean like it's just it's booty bumping on boobs and tits yeah so like if you're into boobs and, and tits it's the boobs and tits show and i was i was fine with it i was like eh, whatever it's silly they made some good gifts you know like the boot with the hip of babylon we had all the the all the butts coming out of like the fate uh, gates, and it was funny. It was a parody of like something, you know, something else. But I remember asking on this podcast when that like rock climbing one came out. It was very obvious that it was trying to go for the same sort of uh, audience, but it was both like too serious and too not serious to work. It wasn't funny, but then also like wasn't particularly uh, uh, fan servicey enough. So I, my question at the time was like, who is this for? I wasn't out there being like, we need to stop having all this fan service and show like that wasn't me. I'm just I just want to know who this stuff is for, and so I can block them all on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a long way of saying uh, fan service is fine. Kobayashi seems like it's more than that anyway, right? It's a pretty well written show from what other folks have said so i give it a- it is a v- it is it's so fucking good it's just yeah shut the fuck up and good on fucking kyoani for saying fuck y'all well, they gonna make we their still money. gonna make this money yeah they still gonna make that money I, that's another thing it's like they're still gonna make their money because there are more of us who actually like think this is funny than those of us who are like offended by it and it's also not hurting anyone no one. So shut the fuck up. Have you seen any up. like figures or anything for the characters for this season? I'm I'm just curious if they have like released for Kobayashi. Yeah, if uh, if they've made any. Because um, I don't know the names of the characters, no. so I really wouldn't know what to look for. Uh no. Uh, I mean, there's Toru, but there are a whole bunch of Torus. Okay. I'm um, I'm just wondering because like that's where a show like this is really gonna make its its bucks is on all the also like the show. It, like the fucking opening is so fucking good. It's catchy. It's like it's like a Nietzsche Joe vibe. Like opening. Like it's just how are y'all? Like y'all literally are just focused on that one character's titties. Just uh whatever. Go be mad at BTS or something. Whatever. Like, get the like. Oh my god. <laughs> whatever. 
Um, what else was I watching? Uh, yeah, Kobe, I watched Battle Game in five seconds. What do you think? So, quality-wise, this is definitely not going to be like, what's going call it? It's, uh, this is not skate. No, quality no, of no, like no, animation no. or no. anything like that. Like this isn't skate. This isn't sword on art online. Like this is none of those. Like this is not affordable. No. Um, and they make it very clear from the beginning. But they also make it very clear that this shit is bloody. Yeah, <laughs> from the very beginning, they literally like the the first fight in which I didn't even know what it just literally happened. I know where which I appreciate. Um, and he like killed the zombie guy. And he killed the zombie guy with the pole, and then the zombie guy's like guts were just like spewing out all over the building. And I was like, okay. I was like, this is the tone. And then immediately after that, homegirl comes and shoots the nigga with the cannon and takes an arm and a chunk of his fucking torso out. And they show it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, 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 okay. Like, this is like Dead Man Wonderland, like Mamie. Yes. Like, okay, got it. So uh, we went through the whole episode and like it was interesting. I was like, ooh, what's going on? Da, da. And then when he revealed the power or when they revealed what his power was, I was like, I'm fucking in. I'm hardcore in. I want to see every single encounter. I'm so excited to see how this nigga does every single fight. And I'm all, I'm, oh, it just. It's a. I think it's a really good premise, especially with his power at the center. No, I, I 100% agree. One thing I really liked about this series is it, I cut you. Even when you're reading the manga, you kind of get the you get the feeling on on two ends that on one hand, this is something that you have sort of experienced before because there are plenty of death games. There's plenty of like uh, I don't even know what want to call them like because it's it's technically kind of sort of an isekai. But then it's also kind of sort of, Ish. you know what I mean? Like, oh, it is. Well, I feel like this isn't the only game, also. Well, yeah, but the way that the way that from... the games are set up, like it's not it, the real world is there, and you're kind of like maybe going in and out of it to some degree. Like the game kind of is it's in its own space because it's. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but but at the same time, the twist that they have here about the way the main character's power works. And then later, as it goes on, about the creative ways that he and, in fact, others have to come up with in order to use or not use that power in order to get through games that, in some cases, don't have direct, like, oh, just kill the other guy, right? Like, sometimes that's not the 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 optimal way to survive and move forward. You know, I think that aspect, oh. I think that aspect of it, you start to think, like, oh, I'm watching something a little bit different. And it's just different enough that, like... You have something interesting to look forward to, but not so far off of the beaten path that like, oh, I'm still going to get what I want out of these sorts of situations. And by the the way, one thing I really appreciate, the main character is presented as just being smart. Yes. Like, like that's mostly what it is. He doesn't seem like an asshole or anything like that. He literally was just like, I like video games. I'm smart. I think of school as a game. Hence why I'm good at it. Like, but I was like, oh, okay. Like, he's not an asshole. It's just that, you know, y'all are just, like, making up assumptions about him. And he knows what the fuck he wants to do, and he's doing it. 
And they get right to it. They're like, all right, well, here you go. Uh, two minutes in, and we're just have a big nigga chasing yeah, like, chasing the main character. Big nigga rhythm. hop out. Like, you running down the fucking sidewalk. You got to make this whole plan. This nigga jumping all over the fucking dilapidated building. Like, it was interesting. I didn't know why it was happening. But by the end of the episode, I was like, yeah, I need to see where this goes. Because it is so, which, once again, it is not, like, the best quality no. animation ever or anything like that it's definitely not that but my god is it just like it's interesting and for a first episode i thought it was a decent first episode it wasn't like my favorite first episode of the season absolutely not but i think that this show is probably going to be like once the season is over or once the season gets going then motherfuckers are going to be like, actually, this is fucking flames. Yeah, the like, fun part about it is that this is a show where you know when people get got, they go out hard. <laughs> I mean, I thought that he was going to kill Homeboy. I thought that was a fake out because I was like, oh, they put him in the opening and everything. He about to kill this nigga in the first episode. Okay. I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah, but like... It's like sort they of... did with... The, oh, with what was that? What was that show about the... um? Fuck, what was the show about everyone having those powers from the alien? He oh, the, yeah. Um, the uh, in the first suit, right. The, the the bear suit. Man, why am I forgetting that one? That was good. Shit, uh, I forgot it. Dang, we watched too much. It, I, it finished airing like right before we started recording. Um, Oh my God. I can't... Bear suit anime. <laughs> it, it has to be... Here it is. Oh, the name is Gleipnir. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's giving me, like, Gleipnir, or it gave me, like, Gleipnir vibes when um when they took Homegirl out, because she was in the opening and everything. Yeah. And uh, they literally just, just, she just died. Just, like, and, dead. And not in a nice way. <laughs> it did, no. Went out pretty No, like, bad. made her suffer. Mate, like, and just, anytime someone's like staring at their own limbs being broken and shit, <laughs> you're just like, oh fuck. Yeah, and with no like hints at like, oh yeah, niggas can come back to life, and like, no, she's dead. Yeah, she's out of here. So, <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Well, we'll see. I'm I'm prepping myself as far as like gore wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should. Because I know it's not going to be... If that was the first episode, it's only going to go up from there. Yeah, you should 100% prep yourself for that. This is okay. uh, this is like... I think it... The animation is, again, not 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 what I would call like an A-tier production, as you pointed out. But it gets to like Batum-level bullshit. And that was another show that like if you actually go back and Ooh. watch it, it they... they there's a lot of they were maiming niggas. They were ma- and and you know they could create a lot of tension without a lot of actual action on the on the screen because it was a lot of like hiding and yeah. tricking people into going places and most again like it wasn't yeah people were getting maimed but they were getting blown up or burned or something like that. I remember there was a wasn't there like an acid um, cloud that could be released from one of those things and there was a yeah yeah and I remember like the people who died and that this shit fucking sucked. This is this is like it's funny because you you talk a lot about um uh damn what was it? what's that what's that game Danganronpa right oh my god and so the interesting yes. thing is like I wouldn't say that there's too much about like similar as far as like a- aesthetically 
um, or even during the story with Danganronpa, but there was a vibe that I got when I was reading it, and I'm like, if Danganronpa was a little more, uh, I guess, less less focused in this, like, you know, one school death game kind of thing, and really had more environment for the characters to spread out in a bigger cast, it, it might be presented like this is being presented. Mm. It's not quite as diabolical. There's not again. There's not as much mystery. But you gotta look at all the all of the sort of confrontations as puzzles that have to get solved. And usually those puzzles end with a large number of people getting killed. I mean, first of all, one of my favorite things to do is watch new people play Dog and Rumble One without any like, like foreknowledge. Without without yeah, without any prior knowledge, without anyone telling them that it's a death game. Just literally, just like yo, you check this out. Just, it's so good. And for those people to, like, make it through the entire game to the fucking end, it's just so... Yeah. I don't... Yeah, I think you're right. I don't think it's going to be that level. I think it's just going to be more brutal. Yeah, but it's like, I guess what I, get, what I was taking away from is like that there's levels... Um, when I when I watched Danganronpa, the anime, I'm like, there's a lot of over-the-topness and these fun characters is having a lot of fun oh you watched oh wait did you did you play through to that point? i never i never played the actual game but i did uh well did i no i did i did play i played a little bit of the first one a long time ago forgot about it then when the anime started i was like oh yeah let me see if i can refresh my memory because i remembered a character oh no and so I, I, w- I scream bloody murder against that anime it does it so hard <laughs> it's so much different than playing the game like they move they literally just like speed like bullet train through everything it's not yeah 100 percent. but what, what i'm what i'm more getting as like the the presentation of the world right so in danganronpa uh-huh. everything is very colorful and very over the top beginning to end all the yeah. characters are over the top the environments are over the top the and the things that happen you know the resolution of each of like the the, the phases is over the top as well in uh some other death games sometimes they're a lot more serious you know they're grounded or they try to be some are wacky battle in five seconds is sort of in the middle of that because on the one hand you've got a very like the opening of this is very danganronpa when it's on the stage all people are locked up someone gets their chest yeah. blown out the oh girl dressed you're like right a cat. like the colors yeah. are everywhere but then when they kind of get into the meat of what's going on it's very like toned down people are not wearing outrageous outfits or like screaming all the time so it's a more sub it's this weird dichotomy between those two different types of themes and it it works for this i've seen it tried other places where it does not work but in in this case it does work I, in fact one of the characters um i don't know if you if you were watching in the uh the opening but they had a character who's dressed like kuwabara from um uh, from Yu Yu Hakusho. There's like a character who looks like he could be right out of Danganronpa. There's like a nun and like whatever. There's like all these sort of like over the top characters. And then you get into like the meat of the of the show and it's like, it was kind of grounded. You know, look like normal people. So anyway, it's just interesting. I like it. I like the, I like the manga and I like the show. Mm-hmm. Also, speaking um, of Danganronpa... Mind your business in public, motherfuckers, because that guy who took pictures of these two people cosplaying as Danganronpa characters from Danganronpa 2 in public and posted it on Twitter, you deserved every bit of um, lashing that you got from everybody because you didn't know how to mind your own fucking business and you didn't know that there was cosplay. So, 
Oh. Mind your fucking business, y'all, and you won't have to put out a fucking apology on Twitter and be like, I spoke to these people and apologized, and I'm going to leave this post up for accountability and da 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 No. Oh, shit. It was bad. That sounds... I think it was like... Yeah, I think it was definitely like in like over like 20,000 like retweets and like likes of like the post, but the all the all the quote retweets were like, mm. bitch, these are Danganronpa characters and why do you care? Like they were, they got, they got their, they got the motherfucker together and they apologized, but it's just another, you know, mind your fucking business. Like they're not harming you. The boobs aren't harming you and they're not harming you. What, so what was the, what was the controversy there? Was it that they were dressed in a revealing way and this person was. They weren't even dressed in a revealing way. They weren't even dressed as the most provocative characters. They just had on like the cosplay hair and the outfits and the person wanted to, you know, make fun of them because they were wearing it in public. Oh well, that's trash. So obviously, yeah, trash. you yeah you de- yeah you deserved it or they deserved it or whatever, and you know mind your fucking business. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Okay. So I don't know if there's anything else <sighs> that you watched this week. No, there's a new BL movie that came out recently that I need to watch, but I haven't gotten around to it. But then I also want to watch Hathaway's Flash, and then I got sidetracked while eating, and I was like, I want to catch up with the Sage's Magic Powers Omnipotent, and that's like a nice little power scaling slice of life isekai. It's cute. Well, I I can definitely support watching Hathaway's Flash. It's very good. Oh, you watched it? It's I I finally got around to watching it. I I had like every time I would sit down to watch it before I just wound up doing something else. And I'm like, well, if I start it and it's gonna be like as long as a movie, I have like ten other things I need to do. So uh, and I and I would kick myself later like it's too late to watch this movie. So I just sat down and did it a couple days ago, feeling very good about myself because it's wonderful. Um, do you need point. to know like the previous storyline completely, or can you just hop in? Uh, you can definitely hop in and because the story is like the cast of this story outside of bright Noah Uh are at least because it's, it's going to be, um, this is the other half of the story is going to be sold in the second movie where that kind of will be much more dependent on your knowledge of the rest of the Gundam universe, but they set it up. They kind of set up the setting. They teach you Hathaway is what his beliefs are, you know, what the Mofti organization is and what they're about there's a sort of a double fake and if you don't know at least what happened in char's counterattack, it, it i think it's in some ways designed to fake you out as to what's going on in the beginning but you know they it's just it's a it's a complete story um i've seen some reviews out there that claim that you have to it just assumes that you have this ton of knowledge about the uc timeline which i don't fully agree with i think it's one of those things where if you it's hard to imagine what it would be like to not know something. So people, uh, they think, well, if something isn't explained and it's in the, it's part of the plot of the film, would it ruin someone's immersion or would it leave them asking questions that maybe they want to go in? So I think it's more on the, the latter side where like there are th- things that get mentioned that are just taken for granted that everybody knows. Historical events about like the end of the one year war and a little bit about like the politics of that. But the first thing that happens in the movie, the first event is something that will hook you just from a story point of view. But the but it is unapologetic about being a Gundam you see Gundam show. So you are anything you know will enhance your experience. But you don't have to watch like five hundred hours of content to make it make sense. 
Okay. And then you you play and you played Super Robot Wars, so you at least know he was the... in one of them, but they didn't expand upon upon like they did expound upon it, but I think they focused on the him becoming a villain kind of thing. Yeah. So so again, like they they that's the story that was written back in like the eighties for that you know that ultimately becomes sort of the plot of this this movie. They, apparently, they changed some things. I wasn't paying enough attention because I. I don't read light novels, and I only know of the general plot synopsis of of the of Beltorchica's children, which is what Hathaway's Flash is based on. The novel that Tamino wrote. Um, really, if I would say, if you want to watch it and get the the most you can get without having to go back and rewatch a whole series, I would just say watch Char's Counterattack. Okay. And if you want, if you really just want like the most direct and relevant information because Char's counterattack basically is the prequel to this it you meet um uh, every major main character you kind of get the it's the event that happens in that movie that changes the lead of this movie you know he goes from a very bright-eyed um idealistic kid who's kind of selfish into this much different i won't say darker but like more committed basically a terrorist as a result of what happens kind of gets his faith broken because he watches some a girl that he was into get murdered slash kill herself and you can argue one way or the other so but the great part is that now it's it's for real canon before it was just sort of this like side story that then got it got a manga adaptation but people were not like until it kind of goes on screen there's a lot of Gundam stories out there, and not all of them are are canon. And now this is, so I think a lot of people are happy about it. If you got time, go watch it. If you have more time, watch Counterattack than watch it. If you got a lot of time, go watch like Zeta Gundam, and then watch oh boy. Counterattack, and then watch it. Zeta Gundam is still very good. I'm still I I'll, I'll throw that on anybody. Like it's a good good watch, and motherfuckers get dusted in that series. Dusted as much as victory? Uh not quite as much like on screen. Victory is just like punishment. <laughs> it's like it's like it, it's just like a, it, it feels like a masochistic exercise watching victory because no one at least in like in all the other Gundams, like people will die as part of the war and it's like tragic. But it's not like you spend hours and hours with people just crying. (laughs) (laughs) Victory Gundam is like people die and then the next episode everyone is just crying. And they're just not happy and then someone else dies and they're crying and it's not happy. The worst thing that happens in like Zeta is like dude has to watch his mother get killed. Or I guess yeah no it's his uh yeah it was his mother get killed wait is that and, and, is that the is that the one that's the movie compilation yeah oh okay so when the mom got put out in that capsule and they shot that yeah. shit yeah yeah right. I saw that like part. that's yeah, yeah like that part is 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 emotional I'm I may sound like a heartless asshole but there's like other things that happen later on like I think the death of was it Plu not Plu one of the clone one of the cyber new types has a really tragic death which they actually write out of the movies which is interesting they just kind of remove it. it's in Zeta they just didn't like they changed it for the for the movies but it doesn't make any difference like she has a pretty tragic death there's a few others but for the most part it's just a war story victory is like 
It's not. I mean, it's a war story, but it's it's kid. It's like child soldiers. When you got like enemy enemy combatants killing themselves out of just like horror that they're fighting children, like you're at another level of of sadomasochism. So. <laughs> Have we heard this anything about Tamino's new project that he's been hinting at, or nothing? No, I don't know. I don't. I know very little except that uh, I thought. First of all, it's a miracle that man is like alive. He's an old man now, and he's still doing shit. Um, but I wouldn't put it past him to like have a, a swan song that is dark as fuck. Cause he kind of got his like positivity out of the way with, uh, Reconquista, like w- his weird, <laughs> weird positivity. Oh yeah. And those movies are coming out soon. So yeah, I'm going to check that shit out. Maybe they're, maybe they'll be better actually. Well, that's what I'm expecting. Show. I'm hoping that they redo it. To a point to where like they'll make it make sense because I got that whole story through Super Robot Wars, but I oh, wanted okay. to watch it because. But as I like looked up reviews, they were like, "This was horrible, <laughs> like worst it's, one since blah 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 blah." Uh, like it's not. I want to give a little bit of cover. It's not. It's not that it's horrible. It's that it's not what you really would have expected to be the endpoint of the uc series because on the one hand it's like so far in the future that things are all kind of weird the characters are like they're all insane i will i'll 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 chalk that one up like nobody is like a a normal functioning human being that you could like be a self-insert for like the they could be a self-insert for the audience it's too they're too out out of their minds (laughs) but like the mechanical designs are really cool the the theme about like renewable energy and like you know the environmentalism which is basically what the the series is about uh it's cool there's like transhumanist stuff that if you're into actual sci-fi this is putting some real what i would call like hard sci-fi into um gundam in a way that like they haven't done since turn a which a lot of people thought was really weird and bad when it came out but then you fast forward you know till today and it's actually thought of as like a cult classic oh Um, okay but but all that said there's a there's a bunch of weird shit in this and it kind of ends abruptly and it gets an actual happy ending not like a depressing everyone's dead i the main character is like comatose (laughs) in in a in a pod for the rest of their lives like all of his friends are just upset and crying or they all died like it's not one of those so i think for that it's do you ever have a friend who like doesn't smile and then you're like come on man you could do it you could smile and they like they really try to give you a smile and you're like don't smile ever again just don't do that ever again <laughs> that's kind of what it is i think and that weirds people out but oh halfway flash is it was very good um so I watched, and this is just quick notes, um, Tsukamichi episode two, and I'm going to call this show Slime Light. Oh, ooh. Because. Okay. Or even the, yeah, because the, the, it's the same general concept of like, you, it's an isekai, it's a city building it's light harem, so it's oh, not it's as city heavily... building. I like city building. Yes. it's 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 yeah, it's very light harem. So like the core cast is small. It's not like slime where there's like thirty waifus to choose from. It's like a couple, and the so the ca- the main cast is very tight. 
and the general theme is a little more adult than the um the art style would have you believe like the main character is actually not a fucking moron and there's some like ass pulley power-ups but it's modest and i'm saying this as both a reader and a watcher like it's something that you can if you're if you want an isekai that is a little bit funny but when it needs to like have like a serious moment or you get some like fight it's actually pretty fun it's it's also a revenge story so you know kind of at the end if you really don't like the antagonist they're gonna get theirs and it's gonna be rewarding but it's not trying to do like it's not trying to change the world and the animation is like not you know a plus but it's just something to watch it doesn't it did not the, the second episode introduces a character that's basically like the 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 masochist girl uh you know of the team but it also sets up all the city building stuff too and uh yeah it's fine there's a really genuinely funny part of the episode where the main character now has a you know the the first member of the squad that he has a contract with and the reason why this dragon makes a contract with him is because when she's reading his mind she sees that like when he was on earth all he did was like watch TV and mm-hmm. she got really addicted to Japanese period dramas. And so she wants to hang around with them. So, so that she, she can, can keep watch. reading his mind and watch the TV. Yeah. And watching and watching the episode. Oh my and she, God. And then she gets irritated that he gets irritated that she's always all up on him trying to like in his memories. Cause he has some obviously embarrassing teenage memories that she keeps pulling out. And he's like, stop fucking doing this. <laughs> and she's like, well, he's like, and she's like, sucks to be you. I already recorded them in my own mind. So now <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to build a TV so I can watch them whenever I want. He's like, how do you know what a fucking TV is? <laughs> oh, that sounds cute. Okay. It is. It, it's not, as I'm saying, it's like, it's got little elements from other series that are pleasant, but it's not like all jokes, which is why like, I, like, you know, people really into like Konosuba and it's funny, but like, I don't, I don't need something that jokey, you know, where nothing is serious and there's really no stakes or anything. It's all just a joke. And I also don't want anything that's like too much of a harem or too much of like shield hero, you know, like I don't, that's too much. All those are like too much in one direction. This is like right straight down the middle and generally pleasant to listen to, watch, whatever. So it was cool. Episode two. Uh, I'm not going to I'm not going to report on it weekly. I'll just if I'm if if something funny sticks out as I'm watching it, I'll I'll come back, but it's cool. Um and then the other thing I watched was Nighthead 2041, just the first episode. It's probably not going to be a series that I hold on to, but um comparing it with uh um Decide Trauma Ray, which is that uh the other CG like mobile game, mobile game based whatever. Um CG sort of kind of cyberpunk sort of kind of video game it's not an isekai but they do go to like other like a like a persona like second world that's like a a reflection of like mementos or whatever yeah it's like exactly it's like mementos and a lot of the plot is revolves around like people who have mental disorders like obsessions or other things summoning and then becoming monsters and then they are defeated either in the the non-physical world or the physical world. But what they tell you in the very first episode is, if even if you beat the monster, the person is going to basically have their brains wiped. So there's this very... It's fun on the one end. It's like gamey a little bit. But then at the same time, it's 
a little serious because there are consequences for you know winning and losing like the main character's like holy shit what the fuck did i just do did i is this like unethical to do this to people and it's like you know you have they deal with that so compared to trauma ray nighthead is a much more down the line cyberpunk story it's a it's basically a future where world war three happened and the result of it is that uh religion and like mysticism is literally banned in society so like if you're caught out pretending to be like a psychic or like a guru or a a person of like religious faith you can be arrested or or killed um depending on you know the level of the thought crime that you do in fact they even start talking in the first two minutes about like all the different thought crimes that are possible that can land you in jail um there's basically two pairs of brother or two pairs of brothers or two whatever that are like the a and the b story for the series Mm -hmm. one are a couple of brothers who are basically with like the thought crime enforcement uh government agency and they're hunting down people who you know fakes or psychics or whatever or in their minds the like all this supernatural stuff does not exist it's just a, a legal thing for people to believe in. Oh. And then on the other side, the other two brothers are escapees from a facility that we don't know anything about. And they are actual psychics. And they are sort of on the run in like Akira style. You know, they don't know anything about the world outside. They immediately, you know, get into trouble because they use their, they can't control their abilities. They're very like emotion driven and, you know, whatever. So that's the. So that's the setup, and then by the end of the first episode, we find out that what, that the brother pair who were working for the government, in the middle of like a, a raid, one of them is almost killed, and in that moment, the other one unlocks a psychic power, and they now have to keep that secret from the government while oh. potentially hunting the other brother. Yeah, and it's very like down the road cyberpunk because the world itself is it, it's like you know there's high tech body suits they look like um you know very sci-fi you know guns and weapons and drones and mil- a lot of like military themed stuff there's also a broader world because while it does take place in japan there are like tv stations that are all over the place that are constantly giving like updates about the rest of the world what's going on with like the united states and the middle east and africa and then you have this very close to the ground story about people in hiding and the line between like fake psychics fake you know, holy people, and then what are clearly real people who have real abilities. And it's not bad to look at. The character designs are, they look like they, you know, we have been playing a lot of uh, Scarlet Nexus, and they look like what, if they turned this into a game, which it isn't, it's an original story, but if they had turned it into a game, it would translate very well. Oh. Like, all of the designs would translate. It's weird to say, because I'm watching one that's based on a game and is a CG anime and the other one that's original, but I'm like, this would actually make a pretty interesting game. As far as like design goes, the look of the world It's very like, everything is at night. There's all this like neon. And there was a, there's a couple places where I could tell like they, the people who were designing this had a vision because there's like a build, uh, a mission takes place in this abandoned building. And normally they just make a shitty, boring looking building. And then there was like graffiti that was cool looking on the, panning shot coming in and i'm like there's little flares like that which is why by the way scarlet nexus the game is kind of fun because there are places you can tell they put some effort into like having a more interesting world even though you don't interact with much of it mm-hmm. so i i enjoyed what i saw it does feel like it it 
there are elements of it that are also budget elements, but and the direction is maybe not quite as strong like the camera direction because if you watch Trauma Ray, it's shot like an anime. So the you oh. know you get like shot shot revert like close up shot reverse shot of like very good looking CGI models of the characters, and then the lip flaps and like the facial expressions and everything else are really interesting. But then when they move around the environment, there's a lot of motion. Like they, the it, it's because it's not quite like all techno stuff. It's like people wearing regular clothes. You'll see a scene where like a uh, one character is wearing a like a, a school outfit, and they'll walk a, or jog across a room to go check on something that happened. And there's all this motion in the clothing, and like the cell shading starts to look a little bit hand drawn in places, which is really really good. Oh. This is much more the uh, uh, Nighthead is much more. CG and so it doesn't quite have that like energy in the camera that makes it feel would make it feel like an anime but at the same time like the action scenes were pretty decently put together they have nice special effects and I think that that cyberpunk environment makes it feel cool some so I saw some scenes where like guys were in their suits and like you know doing military stuff and I'm like oh that looks like a lot of fun uh so I I would recommend both as just something casual to look at. I don't think I the story of either one of them is all that exciting or interesting. Um, maybe like the persona like elements in Trauma Ray will get you. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to I just wanted to check out those two shows at the beginning of the season just to see how they differed from each other. So mm. well, it's nice that they it. weren't like travesties. No, no. I mean, they could still be. I mean, I don't know about like game. Like a like mobile game adaptation. The only one I ever liked was Rage of Bahamut, because that one definitely felt like it had like a very strong identity and high quality um, animation. And These... wasn't that like even though it was like, didn't it have an original storyline or did it not? Y- yeah, it was original for the anime. Yeah, yeah. It had like it had some some like known like characters and cards yeah show up but like yeah it was 100% like an original story which i feel like both. that's not a bad way to approach stuff like that you know you use the gotcha characters as cameos but like if the regular story for the game isn't that great just fucking knock it and do some good shit yeah i don't know if trauma ray is in any part original it felt in the first episode like very much the tutorial to a to the game but then the, the I watched the, some more most of the second episode and it definitely felt more like an episodic anime than the first episode did because it focuses on other non-main characters and a lot of storytelling. They they do put a lot of time into storytelling in a uh, trauma ray a lot. So you know it's not going to set the world on fire, but it doesn't feel like a throwaway. Like I remember I watched God Eater and I'm like, ah, oh, what the fuck is this? Like this is, I, I like liked God Eater, but primarily I like because the, I kind of like wanted to. <laughs> like I tried to watch it three times, and oh, the third wow. time I actually got to. Well, the first time I was just bored out of my mind and didn't know what was going on. The second time I'm like, let me give this a shot, and I just had other things that were more interesting. The third time and the final time, I got up to the the battle on like the airship. Where they yeah. start to like introduce things with like the well, Elisa and whatever. Yeah, and I was like, and I I got it at that point. Like I understood what the series actually was. I was just kind of not then motivated to watch the rest. I don't think it sucked. It just felt like it just wasn't for you. 
It wasn't for, it felt it just felt like I probably should just be playing the game. No, you shouldn't really because the game is a slog. Well, then there you go. So like I'm totally out on God Eater. But like uh. the the point I'm trying to make really is that like it, it, there were enough things about it that I had to overlook in order for me to enjoy what I was watching that I wasn't going to finish it. Whereas like I'm wasn't looking that at Trauma Ray. I don't know. I mean, it didn't I saw what they were trying to do visually. It was interesting. Definitely had an interesting look. But, like, my whole thing is I need to be looking forward to seeing something happen. Mm -hmm. And if the story, if it's not going to be an element of the story, like a character I don't like getting their comeuppance. Or banter between two characters that have a lot of charisma and a lot of, like, you know, chemistry with each other. If I'm not going to, if I don't have those two, and then the half of the episodes are going to be screamy fights, then those fights, I need to have something to look for in there. And it was like the choreography wasn't that great. I would all, I would very often. Oh man, like, I love, I love that fight choreography on the, on top of the plane. No, the pl- I'm talking about in general, there are good fights oh. in the series, but like in general, it was just sort of like I, a lot of stuff happening, but very difficult to tell like what was going on on screen if i paused it like what is happening here i'll see like a guy moving across the screen where did he start running from what is the what are the rules what is the momentum like if you it's like watching you know a tv what were those like in the like mid 2000s there were all these like uh really bad sort of like not kung fu shows but like um sammo hung had a show and they were you know his it was he's a he's a kung fu guy and he's on an American TV show. And so, like, 90% of the show is just, like, people talking. And the hook is that you're going to get him to do see him do some action fight choreography. But then it's, like, American TV action fight choreography. So it's not that exciting. Nothing interesting really happens. Whereas if I pull up, like, a Jackie Chan movie or, like, a Jet Li movie from, like, the, the 90s, I'm going to see some cool shit. Like, that's why I'm paying to see this movie. You know? Like, I'm not getting that out of God Eater. I I don't care. But, you know, other series are very good about that. So then, you know, why not just watch those? Kill the Kill, right? You're watching that for the big moments. So okay. I, I, I'm not shitting on God Eater. I got through some of it. I don't think it was bad. These shows seem more like serious anime. Okay. So, you know, they're not, not like a throwaway, not like some bullshit um, and the action choreography, again, I think is a lot better uh, because they shoot it like an anime and they take advantage of the CG where it's good. Anyway, so yeah, those that's the report on the CG shows. I probably will not bring either of them up again because I probably won't watch either of them again. I will say that in uh, if you like Underboob, there's some, some good shit in Trauma Ray, but oh boy. that's not going to motivate me to, to watch it because I, I have a life. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um my recommendation is the same as last week, you know. Monster Hunter Stories 2. You're at the end game, right? Yeah, and it has an actual end game. Oh my god, does it have it? It's like it's a Monster Hunter end game. Like high rank and everything. Literally like the re- the story was which I guess it was very similar to Monster Hunter Rise, where like if you had just played the regular story missions, those are all low rank, and then you go into the Hunter Hub and like HR four and up are like the meat of the shit. So that's kind of what happened at the end of the game. The story was cute. The new monster was really fucking cool. 
Um, and the battle system just never gets fucking old. Like, I feel like, and a lot of people are saying it. I'm seeing a lot of reviews and a lot of articles for it. But if Capcom wanted to, they could apply pressure to Pokemon with this series. Like, it, oh, that's cool. Yeah, like, it's the monster collecting, even with just, like, the deviant and uh, the ultimate moves or, like, the, I guess some people are, like, equating them to, like, Z moves and shit like that. But it's just, I don't know. I I've, I've have not stopped playing it. <laughs> It's it's very fucking fun. Just and the mm. the co op is cool. The elder dragons are fucking cool, and it looks like it's gonna get more support than fucking Monster Hunter Rise, as far as like oh, wow. post game content. God damn it! <laughs> Why? I mean, Why? hey, well, in a way, this kind of makes sense because uh, they've. I think what's some call it Monster Hunter Stories, the original. Like it got like two seasons of like an anime. Of like a kid's anime. So they're probably like, oh shit, we can't. Oh, once again, the money is talking. God yeah, damn it. Yeah, which, I mean, if it's like if they get another one, they get a third one like up and running, like I'm, I will buy that one. Because this one is, I enjoyed the first game. It was on 3DS. But like this one is just so much better. I really like the quality and like all the fucking monsters and just like the egg part of it and like the gene splicing where you can like make your monster like you can have a Mizutsune that's like completely fire pop out and like fuck niggas up. Like it's just it's a good game. It's a good game, y'all. It's a good fucking RPG. GRPG. Cool. Yeah. I don't have any anime recommendations. I ain't been watching shit. I don't have any anime recommendations either. I did. I have like um, two manga or one manga, one manga, just as we're running through this thing. So, well, maybe it is an anime too. So I went. I if you remember that the uh, maybe a couple of years back when Killing Bites got its um, anime. Uh huh. Paid attention. To uh, that yeah. One. Yeah. 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 And I, I did, I did definitely enjoy like the first couple episodes. I never really followed up to finish watching it, so I don't know if it wound up the if the uh, the anime was any good. But I had some time, and I wound up picking up the manga, which is very like it's way more fan service and gore heavy than the show was. And the show was actually pretty brutal as well, from what I remember the first couple of episodes. But it's actually enjoyable, like the the manga was. So. I do want to give a, a recommendation for Killing Bites, the manga, just because it was more fun to read um, than I thought it would have wound up being. Um, oh, that sounds nice. Yeah, it's just it's not it's it's not doing as as much as I thought it was going to do to piss me off. Like I I actually enjoyed reading it. Um, but my actual recommendation, I don't know if I don't remember if I recommended this before, but uh, is it tri- is it Triple S Suicide Hero? Did I, I don't did I remember you doing anything like yeah, that. It's tri- yeah, so, so it's a manga called Triple S Class Suicide Hero. And the premise is the, your usual, like, um, gamified, uh, not not like another word. It, it's, that, it's that whole, like, oh, gates are opening everywhere, hunters, blah, blah, blah. But at this point, I've kind of just accepted that that's just a genre of it. Uh, like, it, th- that's it. Like, I can't even complain about it being cliche. It knows that it's cliche. It's more cliche than Isekai because, like, at this point when I see a new one, I can already guess, like, the five ideas that it's going to borrow from all the other ones. So this this is, again, like, you know, oh, one day gates opened up in the world. Some hunters are selected. I'm the worst one. I have the lowest rating. I fucking suck. 
um, I'm jealous of other people and I want to go and become better. The, the hook here is that the main character gets a special ability after uh, witnessing the murder of another player by someone that he used to look up to. That ability turns out to be that um, when they die, they can get one, they can select one random ability from the person or thing that killed them. And then, oh. they, rewind, and then they rewind 24 hours into the past. Oh, so just so just on that premise alone, I thought that, oh, this would be fun, right? You, th- this means that the main character will do a lot of losing, and then he'll be able to come back every time and do the, aha, I finally got you with your own skill. Isn't that cool? It very quickly veered away from that template uh, to the point where on the third chapter, they did something that was so creative with that stipulation that uh i i was hooked on the series it's not it didn't have too many chapters i was like i think it's maybe like 30 somewhere between like um high 20s or 30 so it's a it's only been running for about a year i think it's based on a light novel um and i don't want to give away exactly what it was that the character did with this ability but all i'll say is that going back in time 24 hours isn't is stackable oh and Oh, so, so this became like a really cool concept for essentially sneaking time travel, uh, which is normally just an, a given fact of some of these types of stories. Like, oh, I died. Uh, I got to relive. I got to go back ten years. I know everything that's gonna happen. You know, blah, blah blah. But again, when just when that the series made you think that like, oh, they're gonna use this ability in a way just to set up the same usual type of storytelling, they do something else with that, uh, and and it and the story just takes off in its own direction. And there's some really cool things that are happening. So I want to recommend this manhwa, and it'll be part of the the group that I review. As if it is, it is both similar and quite different from the usual cliches that a lot of these like you know gamified stuff whatever and there's and there's very little comedy this one is played a little more close to the vest and the main character is actually very flawed from the beginning which is another problem that a lot of these series have where since they're just revenge stories usually the main character is like omniscient and also like perfectly you know uh morally awesome and the bad guys are just bad so that means they can kill them or or do horrible things to them, and it's all good. This one, the main character is complicated. Most of the other characters are quite complicated. They are flawed human beings, and it is generally a story of growth and trying to learn to be a better person, but taking taking advantage of some of these like cliches and tropes in interesting ways. So I want to recommend that Manwa Triple S Class Suicide Hunter. Don't let the name fool you, or I guess it's not really fooling you because the suicide part is actually quite important. But, uh, oh, yeah, that's my recommendation. Oh, oh no! Wait, so he can kill himself and get wait? Can the abilities st- okay? That you, you're figuring it out. You're figuring it out. Okay. Well, that sounds better than some of the fucking anime shit that's going on right now. I'm I've basically because all the anime that's out or running right now is very casual. It's all a very casual watch for me. And I mean, There's it's fair of... game because Ray Zero is all about that nigga dying over and over. Yeah. So. Yep. But I, I, it's it, they found a way to write an, an actual interesting scenario with things that I usually roll my eyes at. I hate time travel as a device in most storytelling. 
for a lot of reasons. It just makes everything very messy, and most authors are not good enough to really come up with a, a way around the problems that it introduces. And it also has all the like um, gamified hunter sort of storytelling, and yet they're used and abused in very very interesting ways here. It's not high art. I mean, it's you're still if you like this kind of stuff, you're going to get everything that you normally like the you know and some maybe some of the stuff you hate but i very much enjoyed catching up on that series and it, it's on my let's see how big is my list of list of uh shows i should probably uh, yep i i definitely added that one so we'll have plenty to talk about when we get around to it but yeah i would definitely recommend that and then if you want something more traditional killing bites is you know gory and a lot of fan service can't really go wrong with that. Well, with that, I think we are all done this week. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that is all. I mean, it's kind of nice to have a season where it's not a lot of shit that we're both covering. We can talk about other stuff or expound upon yeah. things as opposed to like moving, 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 moving. Right. I think like the probably at some point Vanitas will get to the point where there's, there's some actual hype. Yeah. So then maybe we can we'll double back around on that. But like yeah, there's not a lot that's outside I don't of Tokyo Revengers. Yeah. Oh well Tokyo Revengers is gonna pull you it, it that's all like story and watch people getting their faces punched in. <laughs> <laughs> um But yeah, that, that it's good because again I don't feel like pressed to like watch anything when it comes the day it comes out, the minute it drops. You know, yeah. it's all just there. I can just watch it when I wanna. It's it's fine. Shaman like, I don't, King ain't I, going nowhere. Exactly. I don't have to watch Mahoka, so I don't get to rage every week. Like it's wonderful. Oh goodness! I can just, <laughs> I can just live a life free of pain. Maho Mahoka. Um, <laughs> okay. The first, the first two of that first episode is so irritating. <laughs> I I'm it's not like, I'm not gonna I'm not even gonna I couldn't even get past the opening. Just I, ah, that's right. They just—they're like you know, fuck a story. We're just gonna show this chick half naked and thirsting. drooling over her brother. And yeah, like they—if you had forgotten what this series is about, they remind you immediately. <laughs> but yep, nothing, nothing enraging. I have—I'm very happy. Chainsaw Man's gonna change all that next season. So oh, that—that's okay. gonna be hype as fuck. But there's you know a, a hype-free summer. I'm cool with that. We need some downtime. Cool, yeah. And a lot of shit getting pushed back anyway, so who knows? By the time we get there, it'll probably be a chill um, fall season also. Oh, wait. Is it going to be? Correct. Yeah, fall. Yeah, fall season. All right. Well, if you haven't, by now, you should have followed us on social media, anime underscore savants on Twitter, and then just regular anime savants on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And, uh, yeah, that's it for me. <laughs> yep, and you can holler at me anytime on Twitter, at Neural Handshake. You know, it's, we, we keeping it chill, no hot takes yet. <laughs> 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 we're going to keep it nice and easy. Um, so, yeah, holler at us. Okay, all right. Bye. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>